Sports Bliss with Robin Chris is powered by WagerWire. WagerWire is a first-of-its-kind app where you will be able to buy and sell previously placed sports bets. Jump in and out of futures all season, cash in on parlays before they bust, and trade game lines up to the buzzer. This is going to change betting forever. Follow them on Twitter at WagerWire for sports talk and Twitter spaces for fans by fans. App launches next year. Be the first to have it by dropping your email at wagerwire.com. Warning! The opinions on this podcast are of the hosts and guests only, and may contain childish humor. Listen at your own discretion. And now, please adjust your headphone volumes to an unreasonable level and prepare to enjoy the most dynamic and electrifying podcast that cyberspace has encountered. What's going on, all of our sports fans? And welcome back to another episode of Sports Bliss. With Rob. And Chris. Happy Friday, people all around the world. We're here to deliver you the sports news. So you know the drill. Hit it. It's showtime. What do we have going on in the sports world? We got some things. We got some things. I wanted to talk. We never talk it, but I wanted to talk some Major League Baseball a little bit. You know, it's funny because as I was like putting my notes together, I always go on like the ESPN, like latest sports news and the MLB literally has like. Oh, it's hot right now. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bullet points. And of course, I didn't read any one of them. (laughs) Well, I'll inform you on some of that. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about spring football games a little bit. Okay. Transfer portal loopholes. I read a good article and I'm going to bring it up. Okay. And then I just maybe touch on some Pac-12, like their TV deal, the Big 12 expansion, because there's more rumors and stuff going on. And I just kind of want to put it out there and see what you think. Okay. And then I think you have something else for us. Yeah. Can I go ahead and just say it first, just to get it out of the way, because it's not going to be very long. Sure. Sure. It's fine. Jeff Hardy has returned to AEW. So he made his debut, I believe, on Wednesday. Even I'm not too sure. I don't really follow AEW anymore, but I did see it. He posted on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go. So I went ahead and watched it. You know, it's like a normal comeback. You know, they he, his brother's getting beat up. Uh-huh. A few other guys that I'm not really too sure who they are. Some what, cor- what correlation they have. Yeah. But anyway... They were all getting beat up and then Jeff Hardy came out with like his his chair, but it had like graffiti on it. Like he drew. Right, right. It his looked like artwork. His, his, it was graffiti yeah. basically. But I don't know if it was supposed to be him. Anyway, it's his style of artwork and sure. he basically like is hitting people with the chair. So, you know, I'm really happy for him. But, you know, I hate to be that person. <laughs> but like, listen. I'm all for sobriety. I'm all for people doing what they need to do to get better. But Jeff, like how many chances are you going to get? We've been dealing with this since 2003, man. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to be that person when somebody 
goes, I've known people that have addiction issues, right? So like I have directly been affected by people like that. So the only thing I know for somebody to be truly successful with their sobriety, they can't, they have to change their environment. You have to change everything. You can't just say, oh, I'm not going to drink or whatever, do drugs, whatever. You have to change your entire environment. That means that includes people, that includes work, that includes all this stuff. And to me, I feel like he keeps setting himself up for failure because he's continuing to do these wrestling extravagant moves. Right. And whether that's the culprit or not, this is just merely my opinion. He's putting himself in a situation where he's going to get injured, which could lead to prescription pills could lead to alcoholism again. Like I'm just saying this has been like a narrative for him for a long time. I know he's done really well financially. Like I'm sure if he stepped away and did something else, he could go and be a motivational speaker. You don't have to go and do this. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, why would you want to put yourself back in the limelight again? It's like, it's such, it's already a very sensitive subject as it is. Like a person, it, when they're going through like newly sobriety, it's it's a very vulnerable time. Anything could make you flip the switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so a couple of thoughts. It's a very slippery. Slip. Yeah, that's what I'm that's, trying to that's say. That's number one. Number two, maybe he feels like he doesn't know anything else to do. That's so sad. Do, do you know to what I'm me. saying? Because he did try to take his band on tour, and that wasn't so good. <laughs> No, but that's no. Sad that was a joke. But the, like that, he feels like this may be the only thing he knows. If if this if that's the case, I that really hurts my heart because it's like you are so much better than throwing yourself off ladders or jumping off the top rope. And I understand this is like your legacy, and you love right. that. You love the thrill. But is it worth risking? Yeah, and some everything? people, some people would take the devil's advocate with you and say he probably needs to work and he probably needs to have some type of system of accountability to Mm -hmm. try to stay sober. So, you know, that's probably what some people are telling him. I understand that, but this is, I I don't know if it'll work or not. This has been a reoccurring theme in his life. And like, I hate to be that person, but I'm pretty sure, you know, when somebody says, well, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. They keep doing the same things. It's like, you stop kind of believing them. Yes. Unfortunately, it's just kind of, yeah, I mean, that, I that's what comes with the him, territory. But... I really hope he is successful in his life. He stays sober because. Well, and this tells at me. At what that point is it going to take? This tells me that the WWE is really doing well and the AEW is starting to slip because it was the other way around. The AEW was kind of up and coming, bringing all these yes. people in, and they're trying to add more juice back to their brand. You know, so... it's really sad because I haven't heard anything about AEW probably since no. Jeff. Left. left and now all of a sudden and what it's is back. that that was when was it? that was like it's, a year almost a year ago right because yeah, it was over the summer when he got his most recent DUI yeah. again yeah, yeah, yeah. or arrest or, or maybe it was an office whatever. I don't know whatever it doesn't matter I just find it really interesting you know I just hope he means well yeah so we'll see we'll follow it hopefully he does well I'm rooting for him to be successful because yeah, I, I like him I've always enjoyed watching Listen, him wrestling. he has always been the love of my life I I'm sorry no offense but you know how I feel Right next to Rhea Ripley, okay? (laughs) Moving back into some sports. I want to talk uh, just a little touch base on NFL. Okay, sure. So, you know, Tua made a really... (laughs) I don't even know how to say this without it coming out the wrong way, but Tua really made an impact last season. Okay. On the turf. (laughs) 
you know, it's like a pun, right? It's a pun. <laughs> Regardless, he made an impact. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds so wrong. But so anyway, they decided to go back to the drawing board and redo the helmets for the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. They're always trying to do this. into concussions, you know, impact, whatever, into consideration. So they have made a new quarterback helmet. Okay. That is supposed to be, I don't even know how you would word it. It's it's 7% greater or less chances of getting a concussion. It reduces the chance of concussion by 7%. Exactly. Is what you're trying to say, right? Exactly. I mean, is that a lot? Or is that a not? uh, To me... I don't know anything about helmets, but when I hear it gives you a 7% less chance of getting a concussion, of course, you're like, well, that sounds great. But is it really even going to change anything? Why is it when I think of this helmet in my mind, because I haven't even seen it, I think of space balls <laughs> and I think of this oh as the God. helmet. <laughs> if you, you know, the guy that's uh, pretending to be Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Moranis in it, yeah, and he has hilarious. this huge helmet over him. So I don't know, but they're they're always trying to redesign things, make it better. They have like those padded things they wear in practice. Even the receivers, the Which running I'm backs, all everybody. For. I'm all for you. Don't you and, always want to decrease the risk of injury? And but a lot is of this people, actually enough? I don't know. To like say if Tua gets sacked again, which he know. will. Listen. I mean, Let's be honest. Tua's going to get sacked again. Yeah. May, probably numerous times. Is Are his chances less than getting a uh, concussion now with this new helmet? Or is it like... It's 7% well, less. But I'm saying when you put it in terms, what does that mean to like an, I can tell an you, average wait. person? Like, I don't know what that means. I'm doing the calculations. Carry the one. It means that he only has... When he gets hit and he hits the ground, it means he only has a 93% chance of getting concussion. Like, that doesn't seem... No, because before he had a 100% chance. Yeah, but that doesn't... I feel like that that doesn't make me feel uh, more well, it, at some at point, ease, Listen, you know? at some point, it's the player's decision to play. Mm-hmm, if true. they want to take the risk, they take a risk with all types of stuff, of breaking their legs, dying on the field. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of risk in this. So, I, I don't know. The NFL is, at least on the surface, trying to do a job or reduce things. So. I just think it's funny because Tua really set that precedent. So like, is should we thank him? No, this has been a long time. They've been doing this for a long time with these studies and the helmets and putting like receivers in the, in the helmets, like transponders and stuff mm-hmm. so they can measure the impact and all this kind of stuff. They've gotten a lot of data on it. Do you and that's that how they... they're trying to see if it, it's better. If you notice some of the other guys in the league have weird shaped helmets and stuff, yeah. and you're like, what's wrong with that guy's helmet? It's because those try to help them reduce concussions. Do you think that they need to make a helmet specifically just for Tua? Yeah, just like the helmet in Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, since we're talking football, let's add one more topic. The Orlando Guardians, because I wanted to follow up on this. I heard the interview with Terrell Buckley <laughs> okay. about the after point. Remember, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. got within three points. It was 15 to 18. They and messed they, it up. They choked. And they asked him, why did you go for one instead of three, basically, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, and they were trying to be polite. He said, we were either 0-10 or 0-9 on the, on the three-point conversions for the season. He said, so my thought process was get one point and then get the ball back and go for the win. 
And what about the two point conversion? It wouldn't have helped him two or one. He's like, we were 0 for 10 on two and three point conversions. So they've never gotten one. So so essentially he's saying he had no confidence in his team. Which I think that's kind of what everyone suspected, right? But So what if you don't get it? You still got to kick three afterwards. You can tie it and go into overtime. I mean, at least you're giving yourself a chance. Okay, let's say you're one out of 11 now. I was going to say, what if it's that one chance that you did make it? But, okay, you have no confidence in your team. Clearly we see that. Yeah. But making that one point, that's not going to make a difference. And he he basically said the one call that he would take back in the game, there was one earlier in the game where they went for it. It was like third and one, mm-hmm. and they had two chances to go for it. And he said they could have kicked for three then instead, and they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. And he said if they would have kicked at that point, they would have tied the game earlier in the game. And he's like, maybe it's a different game at that point. I think that was the second quarter or something. But, um, it, you know, that's the only thing he said. He said, Listen, I was confident in my decision. That was the right thing in my mind. And I don't know. (laughs) But he did add that they had the best week of practice they've had the whole year. I feel like he has said that before. Yeah. I feel like he said that before, right? Yeah. I don't know. So they're done. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't even think there's any incentive like for draft picks or anything because it's not draft picks. Because it's not like the NFL. You know, it's it's not the same. There's no reason to tank in this league. Basically, I'm sorry, but this is a joke. It's this is a complete joke. All right, this is enough of this. I can't talk about this anymore. (laughs) All right, let's move on before we take a little break. Okay. The Tampa Bay Rays. We don't talk a lot of baseball, but I want to bring this up because they are on fire. They have started the season 12 and 0. Now, now one of the most impressive things about the Tampa Bay Rays is they're pretty good every year, right? They're one of the lowest. Yeah, they've been to the World Series the last yeah. few years. They've been there. Wasn't it this past? They're usually a playoff team. This past one, they were I'm not a huge playing. baseball guy. I, don't know. I mean, don't I get my years me. confused, but I know they've made it to the World Series and that. I'll put a game on every once in a while, maybe flipping through the channels, but I really don't watch it that closely. Mm-hmm. But they're 12 and 0. If they win tonight against the Red Sox, they will tie the Major League Baseball record for the first 13 games winning of the season. And that has that. Record has stood since 1900. That was like the last. No team has no done team it? has done it since 1900. Oh my god! So they are on like a a tear, and to go with that, they are like very good offensively. They are leading the league in scoring, mm-hmm. and they are leading the league in least runs allowed. They have scored 92 runs during this this stretch. And only given up 27. Wow. So they are like crushing it. I want to give them their props and their congratulations because they're killing it. And some people have said, oh, the poo-pooers have said, oh, this is because their schedule's real easy and this. I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. You put 12, 13 games in a row. That's winning, amazing. And, it, and it's a record that's been held for 120-something years. They are just haters. Yeah, totally. They're haters. But the real part of the story I want to get to okay. is during this same run, I looked up their attendance at their games. Where do they rank in attendance out of the 30 teams oh, in Major League Baseball? Probably pretty low. You need to pick a number. One through 30. 
I'll give you number one. They're not number one. The um, number one are the Dodgers. Okay, let me say twenty-one. Pretty, pretty close. You're you're in the right range. Like, I don't think they're the last, but I think they're pretty low. They are the hottest team in Major League Baseball with a twelve and zero record. Uh huh. And they are number twenty seventh. <laughs> That's the, really sad. They are averaging sixteen thousand seven hundred and sixty nine fans per game they've had nine home games out of this mm-hmm. the league leader are the dodgers they have forty nine thousand one hundred sixty. but you know that's that doesn't surprise me i was gonna say it's either gonna be the yankees the dodgers oh, of course Red of course Sox, i don't whatever. expect even, them maybe to be even the astros but to me in la that's like a whole scene yeah i don't it's i don't whole blame scene. them you won't see these people ever at a football game unless it's the super bowl However, you will see them at oh, a they like baseball, baseball for game. sure. They go there to be seen and that, and basketball. Same thing with basketball. But you know, I'm just like, this is really sad because a team that is this hot, leading the league, they win every year. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're a crappy franchise. I've actually gone to see them, you know, years ago when I was. But a kid. they're always a good team. Yeah, you know, good. and they're always in the bottom of the league of attendance. So I am saying right now that they need because... to just pack up the U-Haul. Yeah. And bring it on over to Orlando. I was going to say, because I don't think, honestly, Tampa is not really the scene for them. Well, it, this is my thought. So they have NHL there. They have NFL there, right? Which, honestly. Competing with them. They were we not even. Nothing. They were horrible in attendance at the Bucks games oh, until Tom Brady came. And they're going to be horrible again going forward. Yeah, I'm just saying, unless, maybe it was even when they went on their hot streak. It was like early 2000s, no, 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 no. you know? Yeah, but still it wasn't I'm sellouts. saying there was like a good, yeah. solid 15 years where nobody was at the games. Trey, a good 35 years. <laughs> I'm saying there from were a what of I Super can Bowl, remember. There, there were a couple of Super Bowl runs in there that, mm-hmm. that the attendance went up, but traditionally they don't have good attendance. The only franchise that consistently has good attendance is, oddly enough, the Lightning for whatever reason, I think it's because there's a lot of northern people that have moved down and they just love hockey and they've adopted the lightning. But, oh, I have a theory. But let me just go back in history a little bit. Mm-hmm. Before we had the magic, Pat Williams was trying to get a baseball team in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Baseball was expanding. We bid for it with an ownership group and it didn't come here. They put it in Tampa and said, because they said Orlando wasn't big enough at the time. And, and Pat Williams like, but it's growing. We're going to be as big as them or bigger. And now our TV market is bigger than Tampa. Yeah. And it's going to continue to grow because they're landlocked. They can't go any further. They're only a semicircle. Mm-hmm. We're a full circle of coverage, right? So we're going to be we're going to be a lot bigger. He was right even back then. And so that's how we got the magic actually. We didn't end up with a baseball team. So he said with the same owner group that he had, he's like, "Listen, I hear rumors that the NBA is going to be expanding. Are you guys interested in that mm-hmm. since we can't get a baseball team?" And the, and the owner said, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So that's how we got the magic, actually. We were really trying to get a Major League Baseball team. And so now, again, Pat Williams, over the last few years, he has been starting a campaign to get a team here in Orlando. And one part of his campaign is, if we can't have a new team, we should get the race. Because they don't want to build them a stadium. And a lot of people complain about that. But really, even with a new stadium, I don't think people will show up. Yeah. Because if you're the best team in baseball and people aren't showing up, you're only getting 16,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. So I, I am calling think, out but to listen, the Major League Baseball. I don't baseball, think people talk about this enough. I don't think people talk about this enough. However, 
Florida has become a very expensive state to live in, especially Tampa. Like a bunch of people oh, from yeah. up yeah, north yeah. come and move yes. to Tampa. I've been hearing that rent is like astronomically high in yes. Tampa right now. So I don't know if maybe that can contribute to like people can't afford to go to games. Yeah, but this has been their whole career as a franchise. I don't know. So I'm it's just nothing saying, new. It's not, I'm just saying that might be adding new. something to it. I mean, as opposed to like Orlando, you have both theme parks, you have w- multiple water parks, you have everybody coming here. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't well, do it. Well, and the thing is, is look at the magic. Even with a bad product for years, mm-hmm. they had very good attendance. Because it, it's they an very event. Good it's so fun yeah. to go to those things. It's more than just basketball. Like, they have like a whole like restaurant inside. They have multiple exactly. things like yeah. clubs. And you they can would do the same to. thing with a baseball stadium, you know. So I don't know. I'm hoping that when their contract is up there and this, there are some rumors that they may move. Because they were even talking about splitting time in between Tampa and Toronto, believe it or not. Play half the season in Tampa and half in Toronto. And that's when Pat Williams was like, just move over to Orlando. Play half the season in Orlando, play half of it in Tampa. I mean, baseball games are so fun. Yeah, they are. I would go. I would 100% go. go. I like going in person. But anyway, that's my story about the Tampa Bay Rays. So, Major League Baseball, I know you're listening. Let's bring them on over here. All right, guys, are you frustrated with cooking dinner, making grocery runs just to have most of your ingredients go bad? Well, don't worry. All your problems are solved with HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it is America's number one kit. HelloFresh is not just for dinner. In fact, HelloFresh has you covered for every mealtime occasion from snacks and easy lunches to seasonal celebrations and festive gatherings. Looking for more ways to save this spring? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Spend less time in the kitchen with quick and easy meals like HelloFresh's fast and fresh pineapple chicken tacos or falafel power bowls ready in 15 minutes. My personal favorite is the steakhouse style pork chops. With all the flavors and the perfect portions, we were able to enjoy a meal without the hassle of saving and figuring out what to do with all the leftover ingredients. All you have to do is go to hellofresh.com slash sportsbliss50 and use code sportsbliss50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. That's hellofresh.com slash sportsbliss50 and use code SPORTSPLUS50 for 50% off, plus your first box ships free. And never miss out on a home-cooked meal with America's number one kit. And thank you, HelloFresh, for sponsoring today's episode. You know what this week is? Is it draft week? Not draft week yet. Playoff week. It is playoff week in basketball. We're not going to talk about that too much. We'll we'll follow up later in the week. They had the play-in games. The Lakers won in double overtime to go into the playoffs. I know. Some other teams have been eliminated. The Bulls won against Toronto, I think, and they are one game away from the playoffs. Okay. They've got to play, I think, Miami now Mm. to get in the playoffs. And that's important for the Magic because the Magic get their draft pick this year. So we kind of want them to lose and not be in the playoffs because it's a higher pick. But we'll see. No. 
It is spring football week. All the college spring football games are this weekend. That's right. In Florida. That's in Florida. right. So the UCF game is tonight. UCF is Friday night. UF is Thursday night. Miami and FSU, I think, are Saturday. Uh-huh. Okay. So. What are your thoughts? I don't are know. Are you excited? I don't, I don't take a lot out of it, honestly, because it's basically it's a glorified practice, right? I was going to say, we were planning to go, but we're not going to. Yeah, we can't make it. Go? We can't make it, I don't think. Because we can't tailgate. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, the kids can't get out of school on time. <laughs> so kidding. no, but but I know UCF's is going to be a little different. Malzahn actually talked about it. He said it's going to be a traditional spring game in the first half, which is like a practice, basically. Yeah. You know, he's going to make it more like a game. He said though, and he, then he said the second half is going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a lot more fan participation, and I know from some of the fundraising stuff and this sort of mm. thing that there's going to be guest coaches and there's going to be. Fans kicking field goals in the game with the players, I think. Fun. So there's going to be some things like that, I think. Wait, they're going to tee up and the people are going to go out and kick it? Yes. Like a fan bid for it. Auctioned. Oh my gosh. Would you do that? No. (laughs) I'd probably like trip and miss the ball completely. Would you be a coach? No way. Actually, no. I would. They would fire me before... If I had the opportunity to go down and coach, they would be like, somebody take her headset. Christy, why are you punting on first down? (laughs) Because I don't want UCF to score. Just take three knees. Just take three knees. Like in the water boy. Water boy, yeah. Okay, but what I really want to talk about is Hugh Freeze from Auburn. He suggested an idea for the spring games, the new coach for Auburn. Mm -hmm. He said he thinks that schools should play each other. For their spring game. Yeah, Instead of it being inter-squad, they, they should play. So, like, UF would play FSU or who, whoever you pick. I mean, you just pick a team and you, yeah, you do not? it. And I think the real idea behind it is then they, because they already put these on TV. Like, the Gators are on TV, FSU's on TV, Miami's on TV. I don't really know who watches them because you don't get much out of it. It's yeah, just like watching a practice. Yeah, but if they were playing other teams, people for sure exactly. would watch. Exactly, because then it's a real game. Yeah. Right? Or even show up. And so some coaches are for it, some are against it. They asked Gus Malzahn about it, and he said, well, if that's what everybody wants to do, I'm cool with it. He's like, it does kind of change some things with worrying about injury and this sort of stuff, because you don't want to get guys injured in the spring and miss all the practice and before real games happen, because these wouldn't count. But he was like, yeah, I'm okay with it if we do it. But you like the idea. I don't see why not. I think Honestly, it I feel like the scrimmage that they do is kind of a waste. Yeah, I'm so being it's, honest, it's just a practice. I feel like it's kind of a waste of time, but yeah. yet they're trying to get people, like give them a sneak peek of what they're going to see the, the next season yeah. coming in. And like, yeah, sure, there, there could be like a lot of movement after the spring game. So like if you were to see who's playing, they might transfer or whatever. They might not necessarily be on the team. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But, but I mean, what I, I mean, honestly, I feel like either way, whatever the schools want to do. Well, if it, if it brings in more money for schools, I, I don't have like a problem with it. It would be an easy cash grab just to play like a local team. Yeah. In state, you don't have to fly right, anywhere. Right. You Definitely, you would do like an in state thing because yeah, but then you would get more people going to the game because yeah. then you can like you could almost sell out if you played UCF versus USF. That stadium would be full uh, with UCF fans. 
I'm just saying fans would more likely no, go to see that than yeah. just watch Maybe. their own team play each other. It doesn't make probably, sense. Probably. Probably. I agree with you. But let's let's be honest. It, that wouldn't align with one of the big goals of what the spring game really is. The spring game. So then what is the goal of the, the spring real, game? The real goal of the spring game, because essentially they use it as one practice, right? It counts as a practice. Okay. Because they only get so many practices in the spring. But really what it's about and the reason UCF is doing the things they're doing at their game, they have a big tailgate beforehand. Then they have the game. Mm-hmm. It, you can't tailgate on your own. I was going to say, only, I thought we can't tailgate. No, you can only go to the alumni tailgate yeah, if no, you're an no, alumni, no. right? Happening. No, that's all you can go to. And then you go to the game and then they have fan experience after the halftime. And then you get to meet the players and take pictures. They're going to make it very fan friendly in this. And it's kind of cool. Kids get to meet the players, get balls signed or gloves or whatever, you know. But what is the real goal? The real goal is it's a donor event. They want to suck people in to start donating money to the school. That's the real reason for the spring game. So if you start having, say, UCF and UF play, where are you going to play it? If you play it in Gainesville, are you going to get all those UCF donors there and get to work them over to try to get them to donate money? Mm -hmm. Or if UF comes here, they're not going to be happy. So for the school, even though they can make some money, it may not be in their best interest as far as marketing. Do you know what I'm saying? If that's their only objective for the spring game. I think that's a large objective for the spring game. Because they do scrimmages without people seeing, like every Saturday. They'll mm-hmm. do scrimmages against each other. Well, yeah, I mean, if that's... And we don't watch Yeah, them. if that's the only thing that they're look, they're going after, then obviously playing different yeah, teams would not make any sense. That's but. my opinion, but I would still like to see it. I would like to see UCF play FSU or Miami or UF or whatever on a year we're not playing them, and mm-hmm. it would be more interesting, definitely, just to see what you have. And then maybe you could even use that as rankings or something. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. the games become more important then. Because well, you don't want to lose to another like, team. say if... Just say if if UF and UCF played in the spring game, right? If UCF won, don't you think that that would get more donors to like donate more money? Probably. Because you're like, okay, this team hasn't even like made it to the real season yet and we're already winning. Oh, after we played in the toilet bowl against uh, the Gators, you know, the know. Gasparilla so, Bowl. I guess you can see it both that ways. That was a big deal for UCF. There were a lot of donors that joined after that, mm-hmm. started opening their their wallets because they're like okay we're finally serious about things so i I guess you can look at it either way yeah so i don't know all right let's move on since we were talking about transfers after spring game because there is another portal yeah they're already bringing people in to talk to them they're like doing all this stuff what's the news with that so mark daniels the voice of the knights he wrote an interesting article and it's a topic we talked about months ago Remember when the NCA came out and was saying, okay, we're going to crack down on transfers. And then I brought up some contingencies or reasons you could get a waiver for. Yeah. And remember one of them was mental health issues. And you were like, oh, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, but there were certain criteria that no, but needed remember to be you done. Said that? Remember you said that though, Yeah, right? it's going to be a problem. So apparently Mark Daniels wrote this whole article about this. He talked to a bunch of people around college football, and apparently they all know that this is a loophole because what has happened is the NCA gets flooded with these requests with mental health as the reason. Okay. You know, before it was like they would get like 50 or 60 because kids really had issues, right? Mm-hmm. And then the NCA would call, investigate it, and they say, okay, that makes sense. He needs to come home because, you know, whatever yeah, reason, whatever. he'll do better. So we're going to grant a waiver and he can play right away mm-hmm. or she, whatever sport. 
now there's like 400, 500 <laughs> waivers of this. They probably there's no way and that somebody no can way. go through all of those they and investigate and do whatever they else they need to do. They're just gonna let them all go. So so now basically the coaches are telling kids when they recruit them to the new school, okay, you fill out the waiver. This is what you put on there. Do you want to hear some of the reasons they put for mental health? Oh, because you so, have to put a reason for the mental health. You just can't say I have mental health issues. You got to say what's causing it and the reason you need to move from there. No money, no money. <laughs> Um, hate uniforms. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're pretty my NL, good. My uh, NIL isn't large enough. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. What if I told you I am having issues with cold weather and it getting dark early is a reason, which um, is actually, very legitimate. I was going to say that could be seasonal okay. affective disorder. Yeah. So okay. that can be legitimate. That could be legit. Nobody can argue that if someone's transferring from somewhere up north Let's and transferring say, to Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be reversed. There would be Let, somebody say, in like maybe Florida or some other going up to no, no. Washington. Say, say a kid signs with Nebraska's there and now isn't going to get to play and right? wants to come to Florida, uh-huh. a school in Florida, right? Uh-huh. He could easily put that because it gets dark there earlier, days are shorter, that's seasonal affective disorder. Sure. And can cause depression. Mm-hmm. And by coming to Florida, they could be better because there's more sunlight. But it's very easy to put that. Nobody can nobody can argue it, right? <laughs> I know. My coach berates me, and I'm afraid to speak up. Basically, oh, well, that's another one that could be it could be a very little true. bit of a gray area because there's it's come out that a lot of coaches have been very verbally abusive to a the coach, players. A coach would say, "I just coached him hard." Yeah, it's all subjective. It's very subjective, so you can't prove if it's right you or can't wrong. Prove it, right? And what his real or whatever their reality is, that's their reality. What if you were told that kids were told by their coaches to write, there is too much crime in the area where I go to school. I don't feel safe in my dorm. That's legit. I feel like that's legit. These are all legit things. I thought my coach cared about academics, but he is, but he is making it harder for me to take the classes I really want to take. See, that's sad. They got you though, right? So whether it's true <laughs> or not, you believe right? it. You feel whether sorry for them. Whether it's true or not, even if someone's reviewing this, even if someone reviews all these, uh-huh. how can they say no? You can't. Now you're the bad person, right? Unless it's like my coach won't let me wear nail polish or something crazy, you know? <laughs> that something, says F you. Something like that, yeah, you know? No, but they're being told what to put. They're being told to put these things. But don't you think that all of the the coaches or whomever is telling them to fill this out, don't you think that they already know this? No, this is the coach at the new school telling them. Yeah, I'm saying, don't you think they know what needs to be said? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They figured it out. Yeah, they figured out and told the kids because the kids thought, oh, I can just transfer every year. And then all of a sudden they were told, no, you can't transfer every year. Mm -hmm. You have to have a waiver. And then they're like, what do I do? And then the yeah, coaches, it's easy now. the coaches at the new school, because we even called it then. We said, oh, this is going to make it where no, everybody can transfer whenever they uh-huh. want. Yeah. Now, you know, because I never want to belittle mental health because it's serious. And there yeah. are a lot of athletes that are affected by it. But, you know, there are people abusing this. Mm-hmm. So couldn't you make the argument that if someone's really having this much mental health, wouldn't it benefit them to sit out a year? Yeah. And not do any sports? Well, I feel like, okay. Because you can sit out and get your school paid for. Hold on. I was going to say, 
I feel like if you transfer once with whatever mental right. health issue you're struggling with. Well, you with, get one free transfer. That's fine. No question asked. That's fine. But when you're like putting in multiple transfers for mental health, I would think like, okay, there needs to be some sort of um, athlete therapy programs available for the students. Well, they all have them. They all have a psychologist or whatever well then, then the psych- psychologist needs to sign up but then the psychologist could be paid off so yeah, really it doesn't matter you don't think for georgia <laughs> or alabama or the gators or any sec school or quite frankly any school any school out there so you don't why, think that they're gonna sign off okay, on it so then why even have a waiver well that's what i'm getting just at. go like nca and, just go and, basketball route and just well, let them do whatever they want to do no basketball has these same rules but yeah the but they don't enforce but any they, of them that's the whole point they're using these waivers. That's what people have found out. That's how so, everybody's, that's how these players are on their third and fourth schools. I mean, what are you going to do? Which is crazy. Yeah, but at some point, they're going to do no, it. No, I hear you. They're so going to figure like, out another way. They're going to, f- exactly. Yeah. So all I'm saying is if there's any obstacles, there's going to be a way around them. Oh, always. There's always a loophole or and, something. And um, at some point, what can you do? You just got to, I just feel like just, listen, y'all why, want it this way. Y'all want it this way? Listen, wh- we're taking a step back. Why don't y'all run it yourselves? And they come back oh, the to NCAA, me. Yeah, yeah like I, literally well, come back to me when it's up in flames because I'm telling you that's what it's going to end up being. I, I think I'm at the point you are, meaning just let, let them people, do whatever they want to do. Let them transfer whenever they want to transfer. It's fine with me. But the one thing I would say is just make it one time a year, you know, make it after the season. You then you have to wait until the next January. Make it January every year because there's the, the no reason, amount of transfers, but you can only have a certain amount of time to transfer, and then you don't have to answer anybody. Right, because the reason I say that is because this whole thing of having a recruiting class, right? You get done in in December, then you have another signing day in February, and then you have another in the transfer portals in December. Mm-hmm. Then you have another transfer portal after spring practice. Like, why? Why do you need so many? Just have it. The, the only, maybe change it for different sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I can understand that. Have football in January. Have basketball in, in before the summer session. You know, in the spring. Because they can decide after the NCAA, listen, do I want to come back to school or do I want to go somewhere else? And just make it one time a year. Because this two times a year and stuff, you recruit someone and then you have to re-recruit them the same season. It's like crazy. Because I already know... Well, the suspicions are the reason Mark Daniels released this article today is because the spring game and because they're going to be guys they're going to go in the portal after the spring game. Yeah, because it sure. opens. It opens, I think, the fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah, I'm sure. So people are like, "Oh, this is kind of propaganda that he's trying to get ahead of it and explain why kids are leaving." Okay, what's wrong? No, with no, that? no. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like that's what a lot of people are suspecting that that's the timing of this article because we talked about this three months ago, I think, or four months ago, something like that. So I don't know. It's just interesting to me. And they need to readdress this and somehow, but I think legally you can't restrict kids from transferring either unless they're employees. And I don't see that happening. Honestly, what does it matter? Yeah. Why don't you guys just, you know, you're already doing what you want anyway. Just go for it. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the last topic real quick. Okay. I wanted to hit on the Pac-12 and Big 12 because there's this weird narrative, right? The Pac-12, well, first off. There is no narrative. Basically, they're written off. No, no, no. (laughs) There's a weird narrative, and I'll I'll get to it in a second. But the Pac-12, you know, as we talked about, they're now negotiating with the CW 
Oh and gosh. they're still with ESPN. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but you know what? I thought about it. The CW is not such a bad option for them. And no one, I'll tell you why. I know you're Next laughing. Seventh Heaven. Because they can be put on Seventh Heaven. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, the show is not even on anymore. The but Flash, all these One superhero things. No, but at least the CW is, you can get it with an antenna. You don't yeah. even need cable. So now they're on a true linear network that's everywhere in the country. And people, I hear some people that are older like, well, how are people going to find the games and blah, blah. Listen, I, I go on my TV and I say, you see a football and the station comes up. I go, UF football, the station comes up. Babe, I don't know the station they're you on. You can't shame somebody for not knowing how to do something. I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> people that are fans will find a game. It's yeah, only they, once a week. But they don't know. I mean, they, they're used to reading their TV guides. They don't know. <laughs> well, maybe the Pac-12 can take a little bit of that money and make TV guides and send them out Do to their fans. Do they still make TV guides, by the way? I don't think so. <laughs> we can look. That would be awesome. I'm going to look when I'm at the grocery love, store. I used to love those, by the way. I know. Okay, anyway. Did you read them all the time? Yeah, I did. The juicy gossip in them? No, I was too young for that. But I would do like the little puzzles and stuff and stuff. Okay. No, but... I, okay, so that they're they're doing that, and we don't even know when that or if it'll ever be done. Who knows? But the big rumor now is that Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, has been meeting with Pac-12 teams and their presidents about them leaving the Pac-12. Officially, this has come out now that the university has said, yeah, we've met with the Big 12 from the Pac-12. Okay. And so like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah have been ones that have publicly said that they've met with them. So a lot of people are saying there's a lot more heat that if something doesn't happen soon, that they're going to jump ship because... Why wouldn't they? The Big 12 has met with them and basically said, well, this is how much money you would get from us. Yeah. This is the deal, you know, so you have it in concrete. What's your deal you're getting from the Pac-12? And nobody even knows. Because so, it's not even... Like in stone. They don't know they don't even themselves. Know, they don't know if they're going to be on PBS or not. I just feel like, why are these other schools just waiting around? I think because, and this is where the narrative comes in. And I heard this on a national radio thing. They're like, well, you know, these teams don't want to leave because they don't want to be responsible for killing the Pac-12. It's already dead. No, and I'm like, and then there's this whole narrative of the Pac-12 versus the Big 12. Even the fans, like, oh, well, the the Big 12's trying to steal all our teams. What happened to the Big 10 that killed the Pac-12? USC and UCLA leaving killed the Pac-12. That's who's responsible for this, not whoever's next to jump off a sinking ship, right? How do people forget this? Yeah, but what they don't understand is if these schools don't move to the Big 12... They're going to be dead. They're going to be dead themselves. Yeah. Listen, it's kill or be killed. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so a lot of people suspect that, you know, if it's like five or six million dollars difference a year, that teams will just stick it out with the Pac-12, you know, in, in the amount of money they can make. But if it's like 10 million, 15 million, there's no way they can stay. There's no choice. Yeah, but they're only, well, I don't know what the CW is giving them, but from what the other platforms are giving them is only one the, the best game of the week. No, well, ESPN will give them money, but it's like... Right? Didn't they say they were only going to show one it, game? It only adds up to about $20 million. If you add Amazon... That's like, that's if you add Amazon, time. If you add Amazon and ESPN, it's mm -hmm. about $20 million. And so... And then they're not even on linear TV. They're yeah. going to have one game a week on TV. Linear TV is like cable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The rest are like streaming. ESPN wants to put all the rest of their stuff on streaming. Mm -hmm. And so... 
the schools are upset. They're like, no, we want to be on real TV because that's how people see you. That's how you get marketing for the school. It's not just about football. It's about admissions to the school and all this. So they don't want to be on the streaming. And so that's the reason, this is my theory, this is the reason he opened up to the CW because he tried to talk to TNT and TBS. They said no, which is USA, TNT, TBS. They all said no. And so then he all of a sudden starts talking to the CW because they got into golf with the Live Tour. Mm-hmm. So they're getting into sports now. They're trying to widen their Yeah, and, and way back the magic too. used to be the magic used to be on the CW for all all way games. I watched it all the time. So I mean i don't know, but if they come in with the same type of deal saying twenty million a school for T V rights versus thirty two or thirty three million for the Big Twelve there's no choice, right? You got to go because that's $50, $60 million over five years that you're going to miss out on. So I don't know. It's just, I thought that was a weird narrative that they keep saying they're going to blame the teams that leave now for killing the pack. The USC and UCLA killed the pack. And we can't forget that. And the Big Ten is responsible. It's not a fight between the Big 12 and the Why do you sound so angry? Because it's the wrong narrative. They're blaming, they're blaming the wrong people. Because isn't that always the it's case? It's always USC's fault. <laughs> no, but isn't that always the case? And that's usually what happens, right? It's not the guy who hits first. It's the one who hits back that gets blamed, right? Well, I don't know about that, but... Always in sports, the first guy never gets caught. It's no, always the second guy. Most of the time, like in football, when there's a little shoving and fighting, it's not the first guy that pushes. It's the guy... It's when who Mike Evans comes in and goes, that's Tom Brady. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Listen, he understood the assignment. It is trivia time. Playoffs, NBA playoffs edition. I don't know if I asked you this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you ready? Sure. Through 2003, how many times did the Celtics and the Lakers meet in Mm. the finals? I don't know. You got to guess. You got to try. It's going to be. Well, they met like three or four times in the 80s. Yeah. They met a bunch of time in the 70s, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Just pick a number. Any number. Seven. Close. Six. No. Eight. Colder. Hotter. Ten. Yes. Ten seemed a little excessive. I was I was thinking ten when I first started, but I was like, seven seems reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's wrap it up with a would you rather. And I kind of asked you this question earlier. Okay. So I'm gonna re-ask you the question because nobody else heard. And then I'm gonna add a little bit more to it. Okay. So who would you choose to be on your team? LSU, Ben Simmons, or Greek Freak? So let's start there. Okay. Today, Greek Freak easily. I thought you said uh, you. No, I you said in chose, college. You chose LSU Ben Simmons. No, no, when no, I no, asked no. you this you earlier. You misunderstood me. You said no. I asked you who is better. No, no, no. You said who was who was who was better, and I said in college age, and you said yes. I said Ben Simmons. I said who is better, LSU. I said ben now, Simmons obviously, or Greek, Greek freak. freak. And you said LSU Ben Simmons. No, you misunderstood you- me. <laughs> I'm clarifying what I said, and I Way even said it to, to you. Gaslight me. I did not gaslight you. You, <laughs> you were not paying attention. Whatever story of my life. 
I'm sorry. Um, extremely sorry. Okay, so you're choosing Greek Freak. Yes. Okay. 100%. Now that you have one member of your team, you get to choose another. Gold member. Is it going to be LeBron James? Okay. Or Kevin Durant? Oh, I pick LeBron James. Because Kevin... The oh reason I say that... No, listen to me. <laughs> your face you gave me. A, I don't like either one of them. Okay. But Kevin Durant's B, good, but not on his own. Lebr- LeBron James is good on his own. Yeah, and he's not a tire fire. He's he's at least normal. Kevin Durant is like, you don't know who you're going to get. Like, he's crazy. And he rolls his ankle in warm-up. <laughs> Didn't he just do that? And gets mad when people call him cupcakes and gets burners and starts cupcakes. trashing. Yeah, they called him a cupcake. Meaning Why? he's, you know, when... Wait, when, I feel like you've told me this, but I forgot. Okay. I think this is way back. A and cupcake. so, you know, when you call someone a cupcake, you know what that means? No, like I don't. Like if I call you a cupcake. I it, want a cupcake. I know that. But <laughs> when you call someone a cupcake, it means they're soft. It means they're and not. sweet? No, it means they're like not With good. With on top. No, no, no. You, like you're not tough. You know, you're a cupcake. So you're, I can push over you easily. You're a pushover. Well, he is a string bean. I think I would rather people call him a string bean. No, no, no. But it's a different connotation. It's not physical thing it's a mental thing meaning you're a cupcake like you're easy to beat down you're not tough it's it's a derogatory thing to call someone I don't, a cupcake i don't see how that would be not physical personally well it could be physical too but it means you're a weak person like mentally physically everything you're a cupcake i'm gonna push over you some cupcakes are you know delicious <laughs> No, but so I'm then he saying. got a burner and started responding yes, I remember to everybody that. I about remember it. that, which is yeah. actually fire. It's yeah. amazing. It's so crazy. <laughs> I live for that Kevin Durant. Oh, Only and, on Twitter. Oh, speaking of that, so the Warriors, they've been bringing up, oh, they've been bringing up some old posts. Of because who? Of Kevin Durant? Everybody, because people were like, oh, when's Steph going to win again without Kevin Durant and this? And they've kind of made it public. Remember how they won a championship after he left? Yeah. They started posting this stuff about this and referring back to people. It was these ex-NBA players like Kendrick Perkins in this talking about them. Oh, they'll never win again without Durant. What has Steph Curry ever done without Durant? And they did like what? a clip. They did like a clip montage. The players like Steph did. Draymond Green, I'm Clay glad Thompson, he back. and they saved all these posts and they made a montage of it with them saying this and showing them winning championships before Kevin Durant and them winning afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And like players from Memphis so spouting off start? to Clay Thompson. How did that start? Who started that? Kevin Durant. No. Did he put that narrative out there? Nah, he didn't put it out there. How Other- do you know? On his burner phone. He might have. <laughs> Durantula3679 at at AOL. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. It has been a blast. Make sure to tune in on Tuesday for our latest episode. Bye-bye. Love you so much. Thank you for listening to Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. Available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Follow us on Instagram and leave voice comments at 407-494-6420. This has been a Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris production.
I'm sorry. Um, extremely sorry.